Hello, I'm Dr. Margaret, and welcome to my show, Journey into an Unknown World. I've been doing this show for a while now, and I try to give everyone a different slant on points of view, whether they're everyday activities or something strange. Today, I thought I'd like to talk about spirit guides, guardian angels, ascended beings, whatever you might want to call them, and to talk about how you are able to do this, to talk to them. Well, I suppose the first thing I have to do is to set myself up in your eyes as someone who can do this. So here's a little bit of my own stories. I was born in 1942 and England was deep in war. And by the time I was three, I was seeing visions, I was hearing spirits, uh, I was seeing them manifest in my bedroom or in the house and without questioning it I thought okay who are you and never thought in any way that what I was seeing was not real. It was only when I was older and I started to say to people who's this person in the room or why are they saying that that the adults would say what do you mean there's no one here and later still to be told that I had a wild imagination and that everything that I saw wasn't real. It wasn't easy for me to accept that. I tried to believe them, but how could I turn away from these marvelous spirit guides that I had who would explain everything to me? So it wasn't long before, no matter what my mother or anyone else said, I wasn't believing their point of view. I didn't think I had a wild imagination. In fact, I knew I didn't, and I very quickly learned to trust my spirit guides. So who were they? Well, there was an amalgamation of many faces, many kinds of people that turned up, and at first I wasn't even sure who they were. Some of them were people who'd been killed during the war, and they were simply looking for help. And whenever they turned up, there was always these beautiful angels, beautiful energies of spirit ascended masters and guides around me. So they all went to heaven and I saw it happen. So I knew there was life after death, even when people told me there wasn't. And of course, you may know that I've already done a show on what happens to us when we die and what heaven is like. So where did I learn this information and how did I get to go into the astral, the spirit world and see all these things for myself? When I was very young, I used to ask a lot of questions. In fact, when I was in school, I was always being told to be quiet because my hand went up way too many times. So you can imagine how my mind was when I saw spirit guides. I wanted to know everything. I wanted to know where they came from, why they talked to me and no one else, and what was I supposed to do with this ability? Well, of course, over the years I evolved in awareness and now I'm a teacher and I help everyone to understand their own psychic skills and, you know, to get in touch with their own spirit guides. Of course, if you'd like to talk to me about your spirit guide, you can always email me 
drmargaretrvc at gmail.com. What I wanted to share with you is how you can allow yourself to listen to your spirit guides. So the first thing I want to say is stop trying. Because the more you try, you're using your conscious mind. You're setting up parameters, expectations. You're defining who you think your spirit guide should be. You're also running a subtext that says, I'm not sure if this would be a spirit guide if I did see or hear them, and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do or what I'm supposed to feel, etc. One of the advantages that I had being a young child was that I had no expectations. I wasn't set up by my conscious mind to look for a spirit guide or to expect angels to turn up. In fact, during World War II, a bomb dropped across the road and several families died that night and I saw the Archangel Haniel. Which brings me to a point that I'd like to discuss. Lots of people talk about talking to angels. But what do they mean by that? Are they talking about a relative that they hope is being an angelic person who's going to turn up and give them some advice on their money matters or their family issues? Or are they talking about some ancient person who lived thousands of years ago, who was famous, such as Cleopatra? Or are they talking about someone even older, 10,000 years ago, or maybe an alien, and they're saying, this is an angel? Or maybe their mind is going into a deeper and higher sense of self. Locking into an understanding that in the beginning was the word and the word was a vibration and the vibration came into form. It was divided into wisdom and love. If God created the world, then he must have created the angels. I have been brought to believe in the archetypes which are the Archangels. I thought I'd like to share that with you. The King is very masculine and is in harmony with the warriors. Now, who would be a King? We all like to think we know who everyone is in the Oneness, but most of us know about Raphael, but we don't talk about him as being a King. Raphael is by his own existence a leader and his understanding of all that is is wisdom and in sharing that we can tap into it and become wise and feel his presence. The next aspect that we all like to think about is Michael and everyone knows that Michael is seen with a sword and everyone understands that he is a warrior. But what is he fighting for? Perhaps he has a desire within all of us to make us challenge and explore our existence. 
I like to think that that's exactly what he's doing. Then we've heard about Gabriel. And of course, Gabriel brought the news of Jesus' birth. So as Christians, we like to think of him as a very important archangel. But what is he really? In his vibration, he is a priest. And his ability is to manifest all the high ideals of God and bring them into our hearts so that we have a consciousness of trying to be perfect. Now, here are some angels that maybe you're not so familiar with. Barakiel is in the essence of a slave, and what his way of sharing is to inspire us to express all our emotions, all the divine love that God the Creator has given us, so that we can be supportive and interactive with everyone we meet. And of course, then we seek spiritual growth. I like to think of Haniel a lot. Haniel was the angel that protected me when that bomb fell. He is the sage, and though you may not know it, it is the beginning of his age on the earth, and his way is to express the innate wisdom that we all have encoded within us, so that we show one another that we have good judgment and are shrewd in our abilities so that we express ourselves in practical ways that will make this world a better place to live in. Maybe some of you have heard of Faniel. Faniel is very expressive in an artistic way because he's the artisan and he wants to make sure that we express all that we are in any form that we wish to create. And since God the Creator created all things, that being all forms that we like to know about, then we should enjoy the ability to create more. And of course, we're motivated to be as creative as we can be. Faniel likes to inspire us. Now Zephiel, who is the scholar, is so often in the high vibration of transcendental energy. So not many of us become aware of what Faniel, Haniel, Barakiel, and Zephiel are doing. But we all think of the ways that they work in that we believe that they are working with us. Zafiel records all the things that we do. He is able to help us balance between the light and the dark. He is often called the light bearer. These are Greek names and these names are used in the Catholic Church. But all over the world they have different names. You can call them whatever you want to. But it is important to understand that you are encoded with the energy of these seven archetypes, these wonderful ascended angels who helped us to manifest form. I channeled a book called The Way to Oneness, 
which I'm currently re-editing and re-publishing, and you might like to read about this. So when you talk about reaching to the higher vibrations of the oneness, what you're really talking about is tapping into the archangels whom everyone throughout this world and the universe beyond knows about. Though it might be the first time you've heard their names, it certainly isn't the first time you've felt them. Now, if you think of them as head of an organization, the boss, then you need to think about the fact that underneath the boss are lots of other people working for the boss who is in turn working for someone else. The whole vibration of oneness is about connecting on many different levels. So when you say that you want to tap into ascended masters, then you have to realize that there is a part of you that is truly an ascended master, that somewhere in your being is the encoded, inscripted awareness of the archangels, and that their energy has been shared coming on down into human form. Now, many of us have lived many different lives. Some of the lives have been really positive and some of them negative. In fact, I wrote about this in my book, The Rejection Syndrome, which is available on Amazon and you can get it as an ebook. But let's go back to understanding that you are in fact, in divine essence, a master spirit, someone who can receive the vibration of these archangels. And the archangels are, in fact, in touch with many fragments that they have created by subdividing over eons of time. So in the beginning, there was God and God divided. And those two aspects in the mirror image of God divided again. And those four divided again, and so on, and so on, down through the ages, until we have millions of people all over the earth, lots of people all in the oneness, which includes other dimensions, other planets. So you can stop and think now, wow, what a lot of spirit guides, angels are available to me on many different levels of evolution. Now this explains why so many people feel attached to so many different spirit guides. Myself is very focused on Master Chang who works with me to bring to you crystal acupuncture and pterogram therapy and all my other therapies that I've created with his help. So I have been working very solidly as a healer through him. Another guide that I work with a lot is Cornelius Tacitus, who lived back in the 60s AD and on through 120, I believe, 
a very interesting man who was one to record the histories of Rome, as well as many other things. I thought that was interesting enough until I found out that he had incarnated many other times right back to Abraham. So, who is who? Which life did they live? Was it their life or someone else's? One of my questions led me to understand that we all evolve in harmony to ascend in vibration by joining up with one another. So when I was asking about my past lives with them, I began to realize that I had not necessarily had past lives in physical flesh, but had had past lives in association with them through my soul structure. Again, I did explain that in my book, The Rejection Syndrome, and it is also explained in my book, The Way to Oneness. I have often found myself talking with these two marvelous spirit guides over the years, but that doesn't mean they're the only ones. I've had a number of spirit guides who are female too, such as Sister Teresa, who was a Carmelite nun, who lived a few hundred years ago. I'm also in touch with some of the spirit guides who are what we might call ascended beings, such as Serafina. There are too many to mention, and it's not about me. It's about you. The first thing you have to allow yourself to do is to acknowledge that if you are trying to contact a spirit guide, you have to stop trying. The second thing is you need to stop trying to see with your physical eyes. Your brain receives impulses. Those impulses are translated into vibration. You are a vibration. Everything that you think, feel is a vibration. You resonate energy in your auric field. So do spirit guides, ascended masters, angels, and on up the tree. So if you want to connect with God, then you have to allow yourself to know that you are God. Well, if you're in judgment, if you've been trained to believe that it is impossible to speak to God, then how can you expect to speak to spirit guides who are his messenger? Try and allow yourself to realize that receiving information from spirit guides comes in most unusual ways. For example, you might be on the phone talking with a friend, got a pen in your hand, you're doodling, and for no apparent reason, you draw these patterns. I know years ago that I used to draw things like triangles and squares and join them all up together and doodle across a whole page and make lots of patterns. It wasn't until I'd done it lots of times that I began to realize that Master Chang was actually trying to show me the energy vibration of the patterns of the human body. Well, in those days, nobody knew those things, but today 
people have discovered through science a lot about the human body and how energy moves and shifts and they do see these patterns and everything goes back to geometry interesting but why are they telling us now did they ever try and tell us hundreds of thousands of years ago well of course they did but who was listening maybe the ancient astrologers were because they certainly talked about sacred geometry. But if we go back, say 300,000 years ago, who built the pyramids? How did they know how to move energy? Where did their vibration come from? Well, of course, we're left with a lot of questions. And if we try to answer them with our conscious mind, we will not get the truth. But if we can surrender, if we can actually allow ourselves to be imaginative and open like a child to receiving images, then they will come. Those images that come will in time be explained. Why do we not get everything all at once in a rush? Because we'd be confused. It would blow our mind away. We would say, that's absolutely too much. I'll dismiss it, and the conscious mind would destroy it. So spirit guides, wait until you're in that moment where you surrender. And that moment could be a crisis. I've had lots of crises in my life, and every time I have, I've had to turn to those spirit guides and say, why is this happening to me? Why is this in my life? What is it all about? And of course, the moment I calmed down and I allowed myself to just be, then I began to hear their voices. Now, it wasn't always a strange voice. Sometimes it was my own voice talking to me. But whatever way I heard it, it was clear. There was no mumbling. There was no analyzing. There was no back and forth about issues. It was always quite simply a conversation that I was listening to, like learning a lecture, having somebody tell me lots of things. Sometimes I chose to write down things. The other day I had someone who emailed me a question. I didn't know them, I've never seen them. All I had was their name and email address. There was a problem about a relationship. So I just typed my answer back about the advice they needed to hear. And they responded with, how did you know? It was so accurate. It was amazing and so helpful. Thank you so much. I wrote back, I don't know you, but your spirit guide does. They watch you every day. The idea of someone watching you can be scary, but don't be worried. It's all about helping you. Yes, they won't interfere with you, but yes, they will help you. So there's nothing to be afraid about. Over the years, I was able to learn to come out of body and go into the spirit world and see for myself what the spirit world was like and sit at the foot of great sages and hear their talks. Here on earth, that's difficult. 
we have to pay some money and we have to be sure that it's something we want to do so we check it out and double check it and so on. In the oneness you automatically graduate towards who you want to be with. So in the same way your spirit guides will turn up when you need them. Again, if you'd like to know more, always write to me, drmargaretrvc at gmail.com. I always answer all my emails. So, you might be inspired with a written word. I actually write all my books with spirit guides in my head. I wrote my first novel, Henry's Secrets, in two weeks. I write most of my books when I'm left alone in about three weeks. The hard part is editing. So if you want to channel your spirit guides, you just need to sit with a pen and doodle and write the words and see what happens. If you're clairvoyant, in other words, you see images, they may be inside your head. Your spirit guides won't suddenly appear and frighten you out of your wits. They will just slowly give you an image of their eyes or maybe a part of their clothing, something that attracts you towards it. That's why so many people say, for example, I really feel drawn to Egypt. I like to have Egyptian things in my home. What's really happening is a spirit guide is giving you a visual sensation of those things so that you will know they are Egyptian. Other people feel that they're smelling and tasting things like wood burning when there's no fire in the house or perfumes, beautiful flowers. Spirit guides like to give you these sensations so that you can tell it's not your imagination that they really do exist. Lots of people want to study their psychic ability but the first thing you need to learn is to understand your conscious self so that when you do eventually hear your spirit guides you're not going to be confused. You're going to realize that what you see, what you hear and what you think are not you. They're an altered you, if you like, a deeper you, a different you, a part of you that feels calm, serene, and at peace. Over the years, I have sat at the piano and composed music for my show. I've painted lots of things for my pleasure and for work. I've done lots of lectures and talks even this radio show sometimes, channeling one of the spirit guides in some way to help those who need to be helped. Today, I'm doing this on my own, so I might sound a little bit different. I even wrote screenplays and came jolly close to having them put into production. But you know, things happen. The oneness has its own time. So sometimes I feel an urgency only to find out that years go by. Spirit guides are patient. Guardian angels are patient. So imagine how the archangels are, having helped God create all of us and given us all the time in the universe to explore 
and discover who we are and what we can do. And the amazing thing is that as we do whatever we do, it's all fed back to God because God's learning by our experiences. God is expanding and contracting continually. The vibration of oneness is expanding and contracting. The universal web of the oneness is constantly in touch with us because we pull the strings. We call for help. We ask to be remembered. But how about the opposite? How about you awakening to the memory that you are connected to these archangels? That you actually have the coding of the king, the warrior, the priest, the slave, the sage, the artisan, the scholar within you. That you can be gifted to develop your psychic skills by listening to yourself, which means listening to your spirit self. And by listening to your spirit self, to know that through your spirit, you can contact the spirits of the oneness. And through understanding and accepting your ancestors who are connected to more ascended spirit guides, who in turn are connected to master teachers, who are in turn connected to brotherhoods and brethren, who are in turn connected to angels, cherubim, seraphim, and so on, to the highest vibration of the soul which was created in the vibration of the archetypes. We are all connected to seven primary souls. So we are all part of one another. We can't be alone, no matter how much we may try to be alone. If you find yourself depressed, stop and think. I'm not alone. I'm connected to all these people in the oneness. And remember, if you want to talk to me, you can email me at drmargaretrvc at gmail.com or you might like to go to my website www.sumariscenter.com That's, I'll spell it, S-U-M-A-R-I-S C-E-N-T-E-R dot com And again, I will answer your questions. Spirit Guides, Guardian Angels are there to help you evolve spiritually. They are there to help you deal with your everyday life. So when you pray, recognize that that prayer is heard the first time. You don't need to repeat it. You need to trust. And that means you need to trust to follow your instincts, your intuition, and allow yourself to listen to your own spirit, your own little voice that says, someone's here, a spirit guide is with me, I am connected to God and the oneness, and all things will turn out in the right way eventually, even if I can't see down the road yet. Yes, everything has a purpose. Everything does come together. Everything 
ultimately is assimilated into unity, into peace and tranquility. So here we are on Earth learning it. Well, I hope you'll remember that in the future you can talk to angels, you can talk to the archangels, you can talk to God, and of course you can talk to all the spirit guides who are connected to you because they're part of your soul group, part of the primary seven souls that were ever created. And they are there for you, no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing. So if you seem to have a bad lot in life, stop and realize you chose this life to have this experience, to learn what it's like to suffer. Or maybe you're born with riches and wealth and you're saying to yourself, what can I do with it? Well, you can be inspired by the oneness to know. Whichever way the cookie crumbles, it's all part of the oneness. So be ready. Be ready for the future. Be ready to do your part in helping us all to evolve into the oneness. I know you probably are saying now, well, I wonder who my spirit guide is. Don't try and visualize them. Let them show you. Follow your instinct. Remember, if you see a bird and you think, wow, that's beautiful, stop and ask yourself, why did I see that bird? What does it do? What it's a symbol of? Maybe you have a Native American guide who is called Little Bird. Who knows what it is? In time, you'll find out. So on that happy thought, I'll leave you once again with my email, drmargaretrvc at gmail.com. Or if you like, you can Twitter me on my computer at drmargaretrvc. Ask me a question. I'll tell you no lies. I've just created a gift I'd like to offer all of my listeners. It is a hypnosis induction to help you release everyday stress and tension in your life along with erasing fear, pain, anger and guilt. I'm sure you will find it very useful. This gift is available for you for a limited time starting now. Go to my new website www.drmargaretrvc.com I'll spell that www.drmargaretrvc.com Go there for instructions on how to download this valuable gift. Until next time, walk in the way of the oneness.